Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about energy and sustainability from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha, and I'm joined by my colleague Jason Durden, our Head of Energy Markets and Risk Management, to talk us through what's been going on in the UK and and the international commodity markets. Now, Jason, we've been talking recently about gas prices in particular in the UK and Europe following one another in tandem. But I gather something strange, or at least in in recent terms, strange has happened. The prices are decoupling, I think. Is that right? Yes, Jeremy. I mean, decoupling is um, the the scale of which and the speed of which uh, this has happened over the last uh, few days has has really increased. I mean, as we are recording this, within day gas is trading pennies, basically, and uh, day ahead gas is uh, trading 30 pence and, and lower. You know, this uh, island is is a gas island, and the market is very concerned that the additional volumes that are coming off of both the beach from Norway and from sustained high levels of LNG means that we have uh, very little export capacity to play with, and we have very little storage left, uh, and therefore... We've seen prices on spot markets specifically. There's still a a huge premium in any month or season. But we've seen those trade, as I say, today uh, in the market. We're seeing within-day gas trading at 12 pence a therm and day-ahead gas at 25 pence a therm. Well, that's astonishing. And for, you know, for consumers who've got used to prices being 10 times that level, I don't think one should assume they're going to remain there, of course. And the circumstances could just as rapidly change in a few days or weeks. And we could be getting up to continental levels again. And that those price pressures haven't gone away elsewhere in Europe, have they, as countries try to get themselves off Russian gas. So w- would you expect a, an alignment again at some point? Is this a buying or consuming opportunity for those on flexible contracts who've and take advantage of these uh, short-term price reductions. It's some respite for manufacturing and and those that typically have exposure to spot. Um, Is it going to be a a short window? Um, All the signs are that yes, it will be. Not necessarily suggesting that uh, the UK will return to parity with Europe in but a matter of uh, sessions because there are some issues here. But fundamentally, this is the market telling the suppliers that it doesn't want any more gas. If you're Norwegian or or you have export capacity or you're an LNG tanker, you do not sell into a market that is, you know, trading 12p within day and 25 pence day ahead on the basis that it can go into TTF, which is still trading at uh, £2.25 a firm. Indeed. And of course, the UK doesn't have the same long range storage capacity as some other parts of Europe. So if the demand isn't there, where else can the gas go? Have we seen a similar spread open up in power prices at all? Yes, we have. We're seeing uh, within day uh, half hourly settlement prices, you know, trading sort of well over the £100 a megawatt hour. And of course, you know, that is clearly not replicated in Europe as well, where they've got uh, their own issues. We're seeing healthy exports uh, into France, um, not just uh, this week on price differentials, but obviously on the issues that are in France. 
around what 47 percent of their nuclear fleet being offline with uh, extended maintenance over cracks and uh, you know various concerns on the service uh, ability of their their fleet so um, you know a lot of these that uh, perhaps just coming to the fore at the moment but fundamentally the short-term problem is that gas on the very short term is driving a very clear signal that uh, those holders of gas and sellers of gas should be finding uh, significantly better prices in different markets. So I would expect to see LNG tankers turning away and one would expect to see Norwegian looking for routes where they are. Now there is capacity constraint as I alluded to earlier. It's quite simple that since April the UK and the IUK have pretty much been exporting you know, 50 plus MCM a day into Europe. So there's very little capacity left. Um, there might be some BBL, but I think that's engineering constrained by compressor capacity as well. So, you know, very clear short-term signals. But I would say that, you know, front month June is still trading at 130 pence. So you can see there's a significant gap there between the separation between the prompts and the forward. The seasons have come off, but are still trading two pounds. And obviously, the front month on the TTF is still trading at £2.80 pence a firm. So I think there is a little bit of a sort out here. The excess gas will, over a period of days or weeks, be dissipated, I should think. The UKCS will probably turn down and the uh, the abundance of LNG will, will either find itself going into mainland Europe or being diverted into other markets. I'm, I'm sure, and, and as you say, you know, markets correct, and it can take a while sometimes. And if there are physical constraints and so on, getting cargoes in and uh, potentially other issues on the interconnectors, but eventually you would imagine a, a new equilibrium will establish itself. So enjoy the lower prices whilst they're here. Who knows how long it'll last for? But looking a little bit further ahead to the outlook for, for the coming winter, you know, interconnectors are a mixed blessing for the UK. They're essential for gas, they're useful for being able to import power when we need it but we don't know that the power is going to be flowing into the UK next winter do we it could just as easily still be flowing out to continental Europe France and elsewhere which could put capacity margins under strain is that cause for concern would you say or or does it simply mean we're all pretty much in the same boat well, it's definitely a cause for concern but uh, if you're looking at a day ahead power market trading at what 70 pounds a megawatt hour today you've only got to look at the uh the trades going through in winter as a season at 230 228 pounds a megawatt that tells you that there is real fear over winter there are real capacity constraints and you know you've only got to look sort of into um our near continental and connected neighbors where they're they're still paying you know four five hundred uh, euros a megawatt for q1 so there are real fears over because the demand equation is the bit that people uh, you know there's plenty of speculation in that and of course the speculation uh, of where we are where we are is because there's been through the uh, conflict in the Ukraine, there's been the concern over the availability of Russian gas. So we've got that. The winter is the perfect storm, if you like. It's the the here and now supply issues about you know will the, will there be enough full stop, and the, what what if it's a particularly acute winter, or you know what happens if uh, you know Asia and uh, Europe suffer cold winters like they did two years ago. Lots of those calculations going on, and those are not conducive for discounted forward prices. 
Indeed. And, and turning now to carbon, in, in one sense, this kind of a falls out from our discussions on, on other commodity prices. But, you know, what, what is the, the latest for carbon pricing? Are, are we seeing the same sort of swings we've seen in wholesale energy prices or, or a slightly different picture? We are seeing a fair bit of swing in, in carbon, but it looks firm. I mean, we had in February, we had a big sell-off in carbon, carbon as a policy market, as an investor's toy, if you like, on, certainly for the, the widely traded European contract. Post the inquiry by the commission that didn't see any, you know, any irregularities in the huge swings in price. So we saw the price come off. We've seen the price pretty much recover back to approaching the 90 to 100 euro band again. Um, I, you know, I think carbon and the ability to sort of decarbonize the economy is, um, is something that's with us. Uh, and the cold hard facts as we speak now are that, uh, you know, Europe as a continent is using more fossil fuels than normal this this summer and um, because of the price advantage we'll be using more coal than gas but where in markets where that's applicable so therefore there is there is additional demand this year for carbon that possibly wasn't envisaged which is supporting prices further but you know the noise is still coming out of government so i think the market had its wobble where it considered that green policy would be thrown out uh, with the bathwater just to um, keep the lights on. But I think uh, people are reconsidering that and going, actually, you know, fossil fuel burn is high, coal burn is high, and uh, those are all conducive to a very tight market. I'm sure that's right. And, you know, my reaction to recent developments is to say the end goal where we want to be by 2050 hasn't really changed. In fact, the arguments for getting off fossil fuels generally and imported fossil fuels from Russia in particular have, if anything, strengthened. But if Europe's to get itself off Russian gas in the short term and there are security of supply concerns, then that probably does mean you know, more indigenous production of fossil fuels within Europe, and it means burning more coal in the short term, which is unhelpful from a climate change point of view. Um, but if the immediate priority is keeping the lights on, we've got to do that first, whilst we get the other stuff in the pipeline. And sort of lastly on that subject, you know, when it comes to financing uh, green investment and so on, and interest rates, we just had a decision from the Bank of England to raise them. You were warning about inflation when we were discussing commodities, you know, over a year ago. Is is this a sort of sound of chickens coming home to roost as far as inflation and interest rates are concerned? And are we going to risk globally of seeing a, a tipping in the other direction with a, with a lack of demand during, due to recession elsewhere? Well, I think that's where the markets generally, the energy space, particularly oil, uh, that oil is really hemmed in at the moment. We get strong moves in uh, down to 100 and then strong moves up to 112, 115. We've just come off of a push from 100 to 112. Markets now gone from the supply side being in the ascendancy to very much looking at that later dated demand side issues. Some data earlier this week out from China suggesting refinery run outputs were constrained, were, there was little demand. That all pointing to perhaps uh, some COVID issues which are not unique but are specific 
specific to China at the moment. But I think, yeah, we're going to see uh, we're going to see the whole complex play. And as we see, as we have done with equities discounting quite heavily this uh, this last week or so, you know, there's still a lot of money in this system. They're still printing a huge amount of money, and it's got to go somewhere. Uh, and in in markets like commodities, where there is inflationary pressures and earnings concerns in wider business commodities tend to do well in the short term clearly in a long-term outlook recessions do not make good bedfellows for high demand of commodities but in the short and medium term we may see you know some of this investment cash coming out of certain assets so your pension and my pension coming out of certain equity or, or bond assets uh, and into commodities uh, in in the short term and all those things have to be factored in to uh, trying to understand what the pricing dynamics are and they're not just simply supply side concerns and uh, and, and perhaps um, some uncertainty over demand. Well, indeed, you know, and trying to understand that, uh, I think, you know, is a difficulty for all of us, even if we're quite close to these things. So thank you, Jason, for helping us navigate our way through it all and at least identifying some of the uncertainties, even if we can't get to the bottom of them all right yet. And I hope you found that interesting, too. If you'd like to find out more, please visit our website, alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK and have a look at our reports there. And we hope you're able to join us for a podcast again soon.